0: Um, 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 oh, honestly
1: unbalanced. Welcome to episode 77 of Honestly Unbalanced, where we chat to people who've tried to make your life a little bit better. This week is a bit unusual in that I'm not on it. So we're chatting to Fingal Greenlaw, who is a modern day mystic, tarot reader, psychic and founder of the Wellness Foundry. And we had some childcare issues. So one of us had to look after our little baby surname and one of us had to have the conversation. And we thought, who is best to speak to someone about topics like skepticism versus cynicism, kickstarting your intuition, feeling isolated during spiritual awakening and alike. And we thought, Holly, was probably the best person to have that conversation. So I'm not there, but you might occasionally hear me in the background and maybe even be treated to hearing our little Sonny crying in the background as well. So to tell you a little bit about Fingal Greenlaw, as I said, he's a modern day mystic and founder of The Wellness Foundry, which is a luxury spiritual brand consisting of tarot and psychic readings, astrology, Uh, healings and psychic art launched in 2018 to provide others with spiritual insights and knowledge to navigate their best life path. They also offer retreats, workshops, uh, one-to-one spiritual life coaching and psychic mentorship. Fingal is adored by his clients and his clients include Companies like Chanel, Dior, Selfridges, L'Oreal, Harvey, Nicks, and loads more. And he was also voted London's top tavern reader or one of them by Time Out. Enjoy the conversation. I'm sure you definitely will. And before we get going, just a little shout out to our favorite yoga mat brand, Lifeform, uh, Lifeform. They're super sticky, super cool mats from a very ethical company, which is B Corp Certified, which is pretty incredible. It's hard to get that. It means in short, they're a force for good in the world. Code Hustler, H-U-S-L-E-R, will get you 10% off those fantastic mats. If you're interested in a yoga teacher training, I'm running one May next year, a week in London, later on a week in Spain and some online stuff in between. That means wherever you are in the world, you only need to commit, I guess, to two weeks in different countries, unless you happen to be in London or Spain already. I'm teaching it with Mia Togo and Michael Wong and myself. They are ridiculously experienced, amazing international teachers. So it's going to be a real treat for anyone involved. So 200hourtraining.com is where you'll find out more. That's 200-200-HR-training 200, 200, 200, or just head to adamhustler.com. And you'll get there one way or another. Holly's got some upcoming sound healing trainings, uh, some in person, like Try Yoga and at Yoga Kendra Malmo, plus some online trainings coming up. And we both have online platforms. I've got, well, we've got thehustlers.com, which is full of sound journeys, yoga classes, live classes, almost, I think, 200 pieces of content on there now. Uh, find that at The thehustlers.com. And Holly, via hollyhustler.com, has created a new community called Sound Sisters, uh, which is what she would do some of her training through, but also offer sound journeys and more to members of that community. So check that out if that's of interest. I'm now finally going to let you enjoy the podcast. Take care and see you soon.
0: Honestly, I'm balanced. No, I think, I think it's the best. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i think you should i think
0: you should. let me get right do you know what this is a podcast which is all about being honest and honestly unbalanced so there we go there's a perfect little snippet from the hustler household um which is currently in a state of chaos (laughs) i hope your household is a little bit calmer than ours fingal and welcome to the podcast
2: It's all relative, I suppose.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. Um, oh,
2: it's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's so lovely to have you. Such and pleasure. and I was just thinking back, actually, to where we first met, which was at our lovely mutual friends, Darren and Jonas's wedding back in the summer. I have to say that was one of the best weddings I've ever been to. It was to. amazing.
2: It was so much fun. It was so, so much, much fun, fun. so
0: colourful and beautiful and I have to say, I really felt that we we clicked straight away and I I feel like you are someone that I could just chat to for hours and hours and hours about all of the things that Adam probably wouldn't want to talk about. So I'm actually quite grateful to have you all to myself today. (laughs) So what's today been for you so far? Do you have any kind of morning routine at all? Lots of our guests that come on uh, seem to have like very strict morning routines. So I'm just wondering if that is a thing for you.
2: It's funny you should ask that, actually, because my morning routine has somewhat slipped of late. I used to be, you know, used to pay due diligence on, my... Uh, yeah. It's, it's very, um, one of the joys of being self-employed. Yes, is that you can kind of wake up whenever you, <laughs> whenever you want. I've also got a little uh, dog that's been waking us up <gasps> in the middle of the night oh. recently. Oh. so um yeah morning routines have been somewhat scuppered but i've actually recently very recently got back into my careers so i've been okay. doing um oil pulling and neti pots so oil pulling is where you use it, it sounds disgusting but it's actually amazing Go you swirl oil around your mouth mm-hmm. for 20 minutes coconut oil but it draws out all the impurities not only through your gums but your entire system wow. as well and then been doing the neti pot as well you know yeah the, the through little, the old nostril through the old nostril and the um the catheter down as well The, uh,
0: the oh my gosh you're going for it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i, I picked that back up but normally it would be journaling morning pages a little bit of yoga and then starting the day
0: mm, I have to say idol. I can really relate to being woken up in the middle of the night at all hours at the moment with our little four-month-old who's currently going through sleep regression although I don't even know this is a thing because I feel like he's been going through a sleep regression since the minute he was born (laughs) but it does mean that you know your your practices your rituals just go out of the window and this is something that I've actually been thinking of recently because um you know this is this podcast is we don't really have set questions, we just kind of allow the mm. conversation to flow, and where I'm being pulled towards is is meditation and i'm I'm guessing that you have some kind of meditation practice do you or maybe not yeah
2: yeah no i i do i do um sorry it's just something that you've mentioned there that's that again has really been playing on my mind yeah. and this does link with the meditation practice is I've really been thinking about structure versus chaos. And it was interesting we came on and thinking, (laughs) okay, things are a bit chaotic, but that's fine. It's about, I've really, because obviously I'm sure you can relate as somebody that kind of owns their own business, you have to implement so much structure, but actually December for me is gonna represent a time of just completely surrendering and letting go and seeing what unfolds. And I I I think that that constant kind of toing and proing from Putting it's very important to have a vision, to have structure, to mm-hmm. have order to things. But similarly, our grip can sometimes get a bit tight. Yeah. So it is about just releasing and relaxing. So that's again why, although my morning routine's gone completely out the window, I'm kind of okay with it yeah. at the moment. I'm just kind of shrugging and just going, what will be, what will be, what will be. Mm um but in terms of meditation yeah i so i'm an erstwhile buddhist Mm -hmm. um so i was a practicing buddhist for about eight years so um did a lot a lot of mindfulness practices uh mindfulness of breathing the metta bhavna um and have to meditate every day when i'm doing reading so i I spend a good kind of 15-20 minutes before i do any reading just meditating and and loving it Mm. um but it's yeah, it's, it's funny. Again, my my meditations now are more just about exploring the weird and wonderful mm. um, as opposed to kind of necessarily cultivating a sense of stillness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love everything you've just said. And it was um, I was. Yeah, I realized I completely cut myself off and I asked you about your meditation practice, but it's linked to what to, to all of that. And what I find myself is in letting go of my strict scheduled ritualistic sitting by my perfect altar meditation practice I've actually had the best meditation in having a son you know i cannot be more present than when i'm with my my baby he commands presence it's so funny every time i go to voice note my friends he knows that i'm not there and he'll just start kicking off and crying and like punching my boobs for milk (laughs) and you know meditation i guess is all about being present and what you can find there and i feel that when i've been with him and so with him it seems to open up these gateways within me to sort of receive intuitive messages he's almost like my little piece of the divine on the outside he was on the inside so I've I found um in letting go and to be in the chaos I can actually find my meditation practice in that which is so amazing
2: 100% yeah because so often we think that meditation is about you know i i i teach meditation on occasion mm. and um there's such a common misconception that it's about clearing the mind and yes, kind of blanking no the thoughts. mind but actually yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but you know it's 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 about as much of what we do off the mat yeah. as, as in yoga it's so much about what we what we bring through in our daily practice and and our daily lives rather than just what we do in in those 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so it's as much as what we can yeah cultivating that stillness Mm -hmm. because you're completely right it's like um, one of my favourite sayings is life is ninety percent of what happens to you and 10 percent of what happens to you and ninety percent of how you react to it.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: So, it's amazing, isn't it? So it is about actually because the whole purpose of meditation is slowing down that thought process. That you become less reactive yeah. to your experiences. You become active, and it is. It's re- it's such a great test, isn't it? Because. Mm. As people that are interested in spiritualism and kind of cultivating this sense of peace and da-da-da-da, you know, again, one of the the, the best things is if you want to find out if somebody's truly enlightened or not, um, see them with half an hour with their parents. Their family. Like yes! All that, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. around the corner. It, 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 oh, my gosh. That is, yeah. Apropos. That's so again, true. it's
2: like we can't create perfect conditions no. ever. It's what just, is perfect? It's just they don't exist. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And would you even want it to be perfect? I actually had this thought yesterday, you know, because uh, one, something that I do is I try and control Sonny's naps. That sounds really, like, manipulative. But as in, you know, if he's not sleeping, I'm like, oh, come on, just, like, go to sleep. It's 9.15, you should be asleep now. And some there's no such thing as a perfect situation I thought okay what if he goes to sleep every single time perfectly and he sleeps the whole way through the night and we go for you know everything around him is absolutely perfect life would be so boring I'd never learn any lessons and there'd be no opportunity for growth so I think if you can learn to see someone said to me once learn to see the imperfect perfectly and I that's always stuck with me and I thought that is that is so beautiful but I want to come on to mm-hmm. it a little bit, right, about what you actually actually do because i'm I'm loving chatting about all this, but I think we should um we should let the listeners in on a little bit about you and what it is that you do. So I think for most people they don't they're not just sort of well. We are kind of born as spiritual creatures, I suppose, but we come to the earth, I think, to forget it and then to remember it. So I guess my question is at what point did you remember that you are a spiritual being having a human experience?
2: <laughs> oh, I love a uh, great question. So it's funny because I I worked in fashion. Yeah. So I worked in fashion for again about eight years. Um, loved it, and was just kind of slightly on the hamster wheel of life. Yeah. Um, and despite what most uh, most preconceptions around the fashion industry were, I you know I actually met my nearest and dearest through the fashion industry. Everybody works incredibly hard and was mm. really inspiring. Um, and it wasn't until about tw- when I was 26, so relatively late, um, that I started having prophetic dreams. Mm. So started having, you know, lots of dreams that later turned out to be true. And at the time I thought, oh, this is a, this is a bit odd, uh, but didn't really pay it much heed. And then it was actually through health crisis, which tends to be quite a lot of people's, the more I've... Worked in this industry, the more of this story has been reflected mm-hmm. back to me. Is um yeah, I, I, I basically became really, really unwell, um, and was going to kind of going to my meditation teachers in the Buddhist order, and they were kind of sorry, we don't quite know what this is, mm-hmm. going to the doctors, them saying, sorry, we don't know what this quite is, going to Reiki practitioners, sorry, I don't know what oh, no. quite what this is. So I spent about two years, really, from about, I think it was about 28, 29, for about two years, just feeling really, really isolated, and actually thinking, is, is this me going mad? Wow. That was kind of my first port of call, because... I was having such strong experiences, but not meeting anybody or not finding a resource that could um, contextualise those experiences.
0: Can I ask, sorry to interrupt, but how did it Ooh, manifest in, cool. your, in your body? You said it was a sort of a body feeling. So how was it, what was it looking like and feeling like for you, if you don't mind me asking that?
2: No, no, not at all. Um, so I was just collapsing. I was just fainting and I was fainting in the middle of the street. Um, I was fainting at work. I was just I would I would just plank it oh
1: my time
2: and time and time again, um, and again people were saying, well maybe it's stress related, maybe it's dietary related, but the the real turning point actually in my journey is I fainted on a Buddhist retreat. So we were doing ten days of wasn't for Pashna, but there was a lot of silence, mm. really good eating, lots of meditation, lots of stillness and it happened again i thought well i'm not stressed i've been eating really well i don't know what's going on and actually in the middle of that um in in that silent retreat they called the ambulance the ambulance crew came it was quite funny actually because everybody was just kind of silently reading their books while paramedics were running around the retreat center they were just exactly (laughs) just peering out of their eyes the um, the leader of the retreat had to explain to the paramedics look we're not we're not uncaring we're just on a silent (laughs) retreat and we're just letting you do your thing
0: focusing here
2: yes exactly (laughs) So we, so I actually ended up going in the ambulance to A&E and there's nothing more jarring than going from a silent retreat into the chaos and oh the gosh. throes of A&E, the emergency. Yeah. And, and those uh, lots and lots of things happened whilst I was in, in A&E as well. And I came back and just thought, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I just cannot live like this anymore because it's so disruptive. It's... It's actually, it's really, as I say, really isolating. Mm. So thankfully, somebody that was on the retreat said, look, if nothing's turning anything up, why don't you try acupuncture? And then through the process of acupuncture, discovered about working with energies and then um, discovered Reiki again. Um, and then through a course of just kind of happy stance, really happy accidents, I I discovered um, the College of Psychic Studies uh, and walked in and I remember the first day sitting down and the tutor just explaining all of these things and me thinking I've experienced that I've experienced that I've experienced wow. that and it was the first time that somebody was putting a language on my own experiences and this is sometimes what really frustrates me when people are um, cynical yeah skepticism is absolutely fine skepticism is healthy but mm. cynicism of people that have these experiences is, 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 really, it's really dangerous because they were my experiences like as it... mad as those experiences were, they yeah. were my experiences. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, thankfully I was in the right place and in the right context to, to kind of find that support because there's so many people that go through this spiritual awakening that similarly think, Oh, I must be going mad mm-hmm. or they find it overwhelming or they find it really frightening. But they don't know the resources, they don't know the places to go in order to find that reassurance or find that language, yeah. that lexicon to understand the experiences. And that's for the very reason that I ended up setting up the wellness foundry because I thought gotta be part of the solution here rather yeah. than yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd never sort of see a poster on the back of a toilet in a doctor's surgery saying, are you having a spiritual awakening? Are you fainting? You know, all this kind of stuff, would you? And so how would you know where to go? And, you know, normal doctors who have been through medical school are never going to be able to diagnose you with a spiritual awakening, not yet anyway. Maybe yet. Give, it, give it a few it's more years, there. it's getting there. So you're massively playing a part in, I guess, making the spiritual more accessible for for people. Uh, through exactly. the Wellness Foundry and what you do, um, and I'd love to know. Actually, do you think that everyone has psychic ability?
2: <laughs> I know this is going to sound like an absolute meme, but um, <laughs> before meme away. I came on, I was like, I wonder if they're going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it really anyway, generic? It
2: no, 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 no. I just tuned in and thought, oh, what what today might be about. It's not oh. generic at all. It's just funny. I just thought, oh, it's it's just a question that popped into my head. I thought, oh, how I'm going to answer that. That's really funny.
0: So you planned um, this whole podcast in your head because you've seen it. No, all. no, 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 no <laughs> I just
2: I'm just using my mind mind control on, on over you, Holly. And <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I. It's, it's No, it's funny, those things. just It slightly goes back to what we... Sorry, I will answer your question in a second, but it slightly goes back to what we were saying before about actually through places of surrender, like all my best ideas, or my intuitive hits come when I'm in the shower or in the bath totally. or just really just kicking back and not thinking about anything. So mm. usually when I'm brushing my teeth, that's when these kind of, oh, I wonder if I'll ask that question kind of dropped in. Mm. So it is, it's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's... We're all intuitive, one hundred percent. So the example I often give with that is um, you know, if you walk into a room and two people have had an argument but they're not necessarily saying anything, they're just kind of sitting there and you walk in you think, "Ah, like you could cut cut the tension here with a knife, That's your intuitive knowing kicking through or just those what I've loved about starting this work is even the greatest empiricists even the greatest skeptics all have a story of oh actually something really odd happened to me so everyone's kind of got that story um but in terms of psychic abilities yes but it's it's much like um a musician some people are able to just pick up uh, uh, pick up guitar and play chords and just be able to hear it with their ear I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, some people, they would have to practice, 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 but they could get there. Mm-hmm. Psychic abilities are much the same. Okay. So that they're, in some, it's completely innate. Um, and yeah, they're just tapping in all the time and they might not even necessarily have been put a label of mm-hmm. psychic on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are those that... Are just much more rational, and again, just work in a very different mm. different way, mm-hmm. and and their strengths will lie in kind of in different areas. Yeah.
0: and intuition for me is is such a superpower, but it's still kind of put in like the hippie camp sometimes, which really irritates me because I think, you know, we have our five in quotation mark senses the seeing, the hearing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, intuition is is another really valid sense we all know we can feel you know that energy in the room when someone's had an argument or whatever it is like we all know that we can feel that so why is it not you know this amazing superpower that is going to help us to understand ourselves and other people better why is this not nurtured in school why is it not taught why is it not a class why why are we not yeah help to to manage it and tap into it more
2: It's fun. It's really interesting because the first thing as children that we're able to do is fantasize and dream and use the world of imagination. Um, You know, so often as kids and again, often why uh, kids are extremely intuitive um, and usually very psychic. Um, and we will have this kind of imaginary friend and all, and all of that. So it's 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 so innate. It's one of our first abilities, actually. Yeah. And I, I, and of course there is um, value in training the rational mind mm-hmm. and sharpening the critical mind, of yeah. course. But it's it's interesting because I I I think it's just because it's so innate in us, we don't value it. Mm-hmm. We just think because the rational mind or the critical mind is has to be trained and sharpened there is value placed upon that because then it becomes a um a a marking point for your development Mm -hmm. in a certain way Mm -hmm. so i think it's partly to do with that because it's you're so you're so right it's that kind of Dalai Lama quote where he says so much energy is spent in the world training the mind and not the heart yeah. and these things should be really the kind of and I, I do feel that you know I've, I've spoken to a lot of friends that are part of the education system and he's slightly leaning Mm. um that way and going back to our earlier point about kind of doctors i was really really surprised to hear because my husband had cancer and as part of that he was offered reiki healing through the nhs it was an option most people don't know it's 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 an option but you normally get kind of six Um, sessions of complementary therapy and as part of that they have Reiki but again most people don't know that it's available so they don't ask for it. That's
0: really surprising.
2: So there is is a really exciting shift but it's interesting because this is the only sphere of work obviously with you know i used to be a fashion designer and, mm. and a few things before that and i'd say to people oh, i'm a fashion designer and they'd nod and go oh that's interesting and they'd ask That's a well to do job. That's a well to do job. We understand job. what this is yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> you're exactly. Ac- accepted. Exactly. But even that would came with a few hangouts. Oh it must be really bitchy it must be... <laughs> you know there's still kind of the archetypal fashion Yeah. Designer. um but it's but it's interesting cuz um this is the only t- only thing that, you know, people do sniff at. Mm, they do just yeah. kind of, they slightly roll their eyes and think you're still that kid living in this world of imagination grow up. Oh. is kind of the sense of it and it's it's yeah it's really really that
0: must be really frustrating and actually that that would lead on to my next question like how I'm just going to imagine Adam is here because he <laughs> you know he is open but at the same time I would call him not not cynical like you said but he's a skeptic I would say to things like this and this is it's funny because when we first started dating I'll just tell a tiny little story I was thinking oh my god amazing like a yoga teacher he's going to be so spiritual and he's going to be into angels and the universe and we were talking about what books we were reading on the first date and I was like I'm reading the universe has got your back and he was like oh for god's sake and just like completely was the opposite way and I started trying to talk to him about my angels and I could just see his eyes glazing over he'd try and talk to me about politics my eyes would glaze over but you know we've we've worked out that we're similar in the ways that matter and different in ways that is absolutely fine (laughs) so he's he's more skeptical to this kind of stuff but he would love to also know how you um how you manage that how do you deal with i guess skepticism and cynicism cynicism
2: yeah yeah it's so um i don't know if you're familiar with the um john Miguel ruiz sorry if i've murdered that name the four agreements um so it's it's, it's, it's oh the, 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 four, the agreements. four agreements yeah sorry yes. i do know yeah yeah um, amazing bas- basically what's at the heart of most religion or just really good they're not the Ten Commandments. so the Four Commandments to live your life by. Yeah. Um. Off the top of my head, yeah, I always get one. So um, <laughs> but it's like be impeccable with your word. Mm. Do your best, um, but I always say do your gentle best. That's nice. Um. Uh. Be uh. Let's see. I've forgotten them. Um. Two others. But the fifth one oh, is. Good. <laughs> um, the fifth one is um be skeptical but willing to learn
0: Love that. because
2: if I say to you this is a truth unless you've experienced that for yourself firsthand that just becomes dogma that mm-hmm. just becomes you have to believe this because yeah. I say so and that's not good for anybody yeah so in in order to kind of be skeptical and mm, well i've not had that experience before so but but i'm open for it to happen yeah. is a really really healthy attitude yeah. because again it, it, it stops you taking everything um at face value mm-hmm. but cynicism where you you're a cynic about somebody's experience where you you undermine or you kind of scoff at what somebody it's this is—it's always that thing of don't judge anybody until you've walked a mile in their shoes, and all of that stuff is—and the way that I—I I never force the issue. I never try to impress my beliefs uh, onto anybody else uh, because that is uh, being dogmatic, as, as I say. Um, but what's really, as it kind of goes back to my earlier point, it's funny because. If you push people or you spend enough time with people, you do discover that they've all got that story or that experience that they just can't explain. Mm. And I I just, I suppose part of that cynicism, sometimes it's fear. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it can be fear around the unknown, mm. um, but it can be fear about it. E- it would require such an adjustment in their belief system or such an adjustment yeah, in the yeah. way that they see things. Um and it's also that thing it's always that thing where I'm at a party and somebody <laughs> sits next to me and they go, Oh, so what do you do? And Previously, I would kind of take a meandering walk to get to the, to <laughs> what i do. I'd start saying, oh, I work in the wellness industry. Oh, really? What's yeah. Oh, I run a company. Oh, what's the... Yeah. They then kind of, and finally, yeah. I'd let it out. But now I just go, oh, I'm a tarot reader psychic. And you just own it now. Yeah. yeah, just to say, all yeah. oh, right. And it's, it is interesting because it is that kind of, you see people slightly going back. Is it like, like
0: the tumbleweed? Kind
2: of, <laughs> <laughs> or just shielding themselves <laughs> and going, what, what's going to happen? And, oh. and and it is that thing of um everyone always asked me oh are you picking up anything about me now and it's like no I'm not rifling through your energetic drawers yeah, at all yeah. and that's just completely unethical also I'm here. I need to be really present. I need to have a conversation in a particular way. So no, I'm not. I'm not tuning in, and I'm, you've not given me permission.
0: Yeah, that's so. So nice. it's partly
2: that, but it's also um, with the again with people kind of slightly backing up. It's slightly a hang up of that end of the pier draped and purple kind of approach to be Crystal kind of practices. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly mm. it's a bit like um do you ever seen robin hood and little john the disney movie oh
0: my god i love that film <laughs> oh when they're the foxes they the <gasps> yes
2: the oh, I that's so
0: good <laughs> I yeah.
2: always think of that. <laughs> but it's part of the issue is because legally we can't we have to um we have to claim ourselves as entertainment we're not allowed to it's slightly shifting thankfully the insurance is slightly slightly shifted but there is no kind of governing body it's a bit patronizing
0: that word really isn't it it just doesn't do it justice at all yeah
2: pretty awful
0: yeah
2: um And in some ways I I still come against that, particularly Mm -hmm. we do a lot of corporate events and what's really great is that it's being widely accepted and brought in. Mm -hmm. But again, it is a bit of a, oh, we'll do this as entertainment. And actually Mm -hmm. a reading is about talking to the soul. It is about kind of really deep... Um, guidance and exploration of who you are Mm. so it's not a kind of trivial or light or kind of entertainment entertainment
0: feels so shallow it's so surface layer isn't it but it's it's really for people that want to go on those those deep dives you know the people that are brave and want to Yeah, know know more about their soul, connect with their soul. Um, Oh, I was going to ask you a question and it's gone. Oh, I was was quite impressed with my my baby brain so far and actually managing to string (laughs) a sentence or two together. And this one has just completely eluded me. Oh um oh yes what I was going to say is if mm. let's just say that you decided to be unethical just for a moment and you've just met me at uh, Darren he's <laughs> doing the little <laughs> devil devil horns you've just met me at the wedding in the summer and you thought oh I'd <clears throat> actually uh you know I'd quite like to know what's going on with this with this lass and you just thought oh fuck the ethics let's just uh let's see what's going on how what's your what is your process how do you start you know tuning in channeling whatever language you use what does it look like and feel like for you i'm always intrigued to know this great question
2: um it's funny because there are times you know and there are times where you'll be out and somebody will start asking your advice about something not necessarily as a psychic just as a friend mm-hmm. and you can't help but start kind of sending out those energetic feelers the energetic tem- tentacles out yeah. or your antenna and start <laughs> kind of
0: uh,
2: yeah dinging off also it's awful thankfully i'm very happily married but on a date as well is just it's just awful you know start having a little bit of a a poke around (laughs) Um, so again it is it is so this is part of the training so this again is why it's so important and why i offer things like um spiritual development mentorship is to really help because what often happens um, with people that are having a psychic or spiritual awakening is that they just feel such a, a huge sense of overwhelm. So I couldn't go on the underground for two years. Oh, my god! Right at the beginning of my spirit. It used to drive my husband, then boyfriend, absolutely nuts. Because wow. I would just be in everybody's conversation. I would feel so overwhelmed. I'd feel just so overstimulated. So you can harness
0: it. Just,
2: it. Oh, I couldn't, I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't centre myself yeah. at all. I was just all over the place um so part of the training is about it's not quite like a light switch but it's a it's a relatively good um analogy you can switch it on and switch it off i now you i now very easily distinguish oh right i'm opening up better close myself down or or i am kind of having a bit of an energetic poke around right pull that back um but in terms of the process it's It's a funny one. So there's a kind of, if I'm doing it at home or in my reading rooms, I'll do a 15 minute meditation, 15, 20 minute meditation, just really ground. There's a particular process that I go through, particular visualization that I go through that works through the chakras. And there's a kind of intention setting that comes with that and bringing forward my guides and and that kind of thing. Um, But if I'm kind of out and about, and again, I just feel that I'm, particularly happens if I'm chatting with somebody about this work I'll naturally start opening up mm. because it's within that sphere um, and the only way I can describe it it's a funny, it's a funny sensation but you, I just feel more expansive mm. is the only way to describe I feel yeah. more kind of it's a little bit like the membrane between me and the rest of the world slightly less hardened mm. and I, there's certain physical sensations for me. So usually when you work with your guides um, and a great, a lot of times people say, oh my guides, how do I start working with yeah. them? Number one, just start talking to them, just start having a conversation with them yeah. um, and just ask for any kind of sign that they're there. But also there's a tell they'll often give you a tell so a tell might be you get a single tear coming from your eye you feel kind of a tingling on the back of your neck you feel a kind of brush of the hand whatever it might be but it's usually a kind of physical sensation and there's a very particular physical sensation for me where it sounds mad um yeah, but mad it's mad. like a satellite dish gets attached to my right ear <laughs> and that's the way that I that I, uh, I always feel like I've got an ear trumpet it's funny my granddad used to have an <laughs> ear trumpet it's like it's like I've got one of those attached
0: yeah is it like, it the sound? like so. a sound sound or a feeling yeah so it's
2: that's part of my clairaudience yeah. opening up wow. so clairaudience being clear healing a hearing so you you were talking before about the five senses we've got eight Psychic senses. Yeah. Five of those, which are the same as my our physical senses, but that is about my kind of clear audience opening up. So that's at times where I will hear particular sounds or words or. Um, my guys love giving me song, song lyrics again, which is great. So I'll be sitting opposite somebody and say, I'm really sorry, but they're singing It's Not Right, It's Not it's But It's Okay by Wendy Houston. And, and then it will turn out they're going through a whole process of breaking oh up with somebody. And they've treated them really badly. So it's, it's that that's always really fun wow. when I get the soundtracks.
0: Mm. The, so. Sorry, I was just going to jump in and say that there's a whole like question around trust, isn't there? Because... You know, I believe wholeheartedly in all of this. And for me, it's not like a, I choose to believe it. It's, it's like an inner knowing. It's like a real deep kind of inner knowing that this isn't just Maybe. made up bullshit. Um, and yet you know sometimes when things do come through and I you know I I do my sound healing and I feel that I get a lot of messages from from the bowls when I'm playing but then I start Mm. questioning myself and I think but what if I'm just making that up in my head because I want it to be real so how do you distinguish between that and actually really deeply trusting and knowing is that is that like a muscle that you you practice and keep proving to yourself or yeah what would you say about that yeah this is I
2: don't
0: know why I suddenly
2: feel quite kind of emotional about that question because it's it's such it's such a great question I I feel that you know this is again slightly what we were speaking about before going back to what we were speaking about before about so much time is spent developing the mind and not the heart and this is why these issues arise because we get given an intuitive hit and then we pick it apart with with the mind before it's even had time to fully swirl or Mm -hmm. present itself and it is that thing again that we were speaking about before that these intuitive hits kind of these i I always see them as um pebbles being dropped into water and the ripples kind of going out but those intuitive pebbles being dropped in um when we are in stillness and so much of the time we are in kind of busyness and doing and productivity so that's often why we assume that we're not intuitive people or intuitive beings because we're just lost in this kind of world of, of doing it is a muscle it is part of the training and still to this day i sit in front of a client and i've been reading for six years i've done thousands of readings and people sit in front of me and i still think can i do this am i making this up am i an imposter and I feel that that's actually quite healthy because yeah. it, it's proof that the soon as you start going, I'm the best. This is so easy. I can yeah. do. Then everything goes wrong. Totally. It's it's funny actually. As soon as you have a really good reading, you think, "Oh, I'm pretty good at this."
0: <laughs> the yeah.
2: universe will send you a client where it's just a, <laughs> an absolute nightmare, and it's yeah. everything and kind of falls around uh, uh, and falls apart around you. Mm. Part of what I say, so there's a few kind of ways to kickstart your intuition. Um, one is, as I say, just ask for those synchronicities, ask for those signs, ask for those little—I like to call them God's breadcrumbs—and they're oh, just the little things that. on on your route that remind you you are on the right path. Yeah. This is where you're meant to be going. but yet yeah, you haven't you haven't um, got veered too much to the right, to so ask for God's breadcrumbs. The other thing is, and this is so, so, so vital, um, once you're given that intuitive hit, act upon it. Even if it completely goes against what rationally makes, seems to me, I've made so many decisions within my business, not just my business, but it's an easy example, that on the outside people are going, what are you doing? you can't do that and it's working really well but intuitively i think no i need to cut that off i need to pull the plug on that or i need to shape it or i need to present something new that everybody else is kind of saying that won't work so it's always always act upon the the advice or the guidance given because even if it later turns out oh that was wrong i that was my head not my intuition at least you'll start being able to distinguish the difference totally because it's saying to your intuition, I trust you, yeah. I trust you, I'm going to get, whereas if you constantly are given the intuitive hits, those intuitive pebbles dropping into the well, and you don't act upon it, it kind of goes, well, I'm going to give up. Mm, yeah. What's the, um, what's the point in trying to present these things to you if you're not kind of acting upon it?
0: I feel like we I could ping off in so many different directions for hours and hours, but I've got Adam in my other ear, not physically, but just he's just like popping up going <laughs> talk about logistics, talk about logistics, so I feel like I need to honor him a little bit in this podcast. <laughs> we can blend it he's with intuition with us in spirit <laughs> he's with us yes um so I guess in terms of building your business, at what point did you feel? Oh, I need to I need to create the wellness boundary. I need to, you know, create what I do into a into a business. And I guess that was you following your intuition. So there we go. We can blend it with the intuitive stuff as well. Um, but yeah, talk to us beautiful about beautiful segue. Yeah. There we go. There's the segue. Talk to us about how you built your business, how it came to be.
2: It's a funny one. I know this is gonna irritate a lot of people. <laughs> but I don't I never planned anything in the business. I never it's 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 a kind of complete how to fail at business what I <laughs> is not to plan anything but I really I really didn't um you know I I that said I, I I did at one point midway through the business get a business coach and sharpen things up and put order and structure which was very necessary yeah um but, and it is required you know that might sound very kind of cavalier and flippant but it has required an enormous amount of effort and yeah. really hard work so it's not just kind of falling in my lap of at all. but it's um but it isn't i set up the business officially in september of 2018 i think um so it's it's been relatively uh it's still relatively fledgling um and it, it was just i have this slightly bad habit of I enjoy something so then I kind of make it into work and I used habit. to teach yoga mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but I had to sorry what I just I first? just
0: said that's a good habit in my books yeah if you can yeah
2: <laughs> the only issue that I found is because I was giving everything I was interested about over I hadn't kept anything back for myself oh. So that's why, because I used to teach yoga, that's why I stopped teaching. And I thought, actually, this is going to be a practice just for me. I'm not going to kind of, so it was needing to be kind of somewhat selfish. Because when I started off, I was offering Reiki. I was doing tarot readings. I was doing yoga. But I I had to kind of go right now, pick my lane. So I decided on the, the tarot and psychic work. The real kind of switching point in the business is that I got listed sounds like I'm showing off probably am um, but sure. I got listed as the um top seven places to go for a tarot reading Wow. to put tarot reading in London from time out and that just that changed everything and it was really odd because I didn't approach it just it just kind of fell into that it's really really odd how it happened because I didn't get in contact with them it just seemed to just happen one day mm. so that was the real turning point. and then. I was working kind of on my own for another year and then I started introducing the team uh, and growing the team from, from there. So we've kind of got astrologers, healers, um, other psychics, um, but again we're just about to branch into palm reading, into angel reading, so just I kind of, I really wanted it to be, and this I suppose I had as a clear vision right from the beginning, I wanted it to be a one stop spiritual shop that covered the full gamut of spiritual experience because mm. i found in my own kind of development i kind of had to go here for for that here for that here for that and it, it sometimes felt a bit disjointed yeah. so i wanted a hub that that could offer everything over it's but it's, like, I, it's, sorry i was just it's, gonna say it's
0: like a spiritual netflix in a way, <laughs>
2: yes, I like that. Yeah, I like that. You I'm can steal that. that. You can steal it. Yeah, I, yeah, I will. <laughs> that just Un-
0: unashamedly. <laughs> just dropped in for me. There you go. Carry on. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I love it. Spiritual Netflix, mm. but it's it's funny because again, the big turning points within the business, and it's just so mad how life works out. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm. So when I, you know, when I started the Wellness Foundry, I really had this point of comparison and as we all know comparison is the thief of happiness yeah. but I was really comparing myself to others of thinking why is it taking me so long to get here why wasn't I 10 years ago oh I'm so behind in the game all of that stuff but actually I really came to realize that bizarrely in a beautiful beautiful way my fashion background and the wellness my kind of spiritual life started to knit together it started Mm. to blend in the most beautiful way so being able to bring this really aesthetic sensibility to to the spirituality Mm. and even more bizarrely and not through the context that I used to have for for fashion but all of these fashion brands started getting in contact completely kind of out of the blue so Dior did that tarot collection in 2019 um and they asked me along to give tarot readings to their couture clients wow. Chanel I've worked with Chanel Stella McCartney all of these kind of uh, all of these fashion brands but again I've not sought out one of them they've just all haven't. so it's it's obviously that kind of an- antenna again Is this magical thing with- it is so magical. It is,
0: isn't it? I always think it's it's like a combination of science and magic, science that I can't even begin to explain, but it's like science and magic, and people use different languages for it, but ultimately it's probably the same, all the same thing, isn't it? You just see it you in totally different said. ways, yeah. Uh, I was actually wondering, sorry, were you finished with that, or did I just interrupt you again? Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no,
2: totally. I, totally. Do have I was a just going to gonna say, sorry, yeah. just on the back of what you just said, because, you know, science is catching up, Empir- empirical science is catching up with so yeah. much of spirituality it's like yeah. atoms can be in the same place um, yes. two places at the same time I read that
0: recently like really far away like an atom can yes. be here and there and still connected and I can't even begin to explain about mind-blowing like somebody stuff
2: somebody has a heart transplant they start remembering they start having memories from oh. their donor just all of this
0: Oh my of. god so that's
2: again kind of goes back to why I think it's really unhelpful to be cynic yeah. because we don't know
0: yeah none of us no one knows that's the
2: beauty of it yeah you wouldn't
0: want to know would you I always think like we're all these we're truth seekers you and I and lots of other people but you don't really want to know the the whole truth because it'd be so boring you'd you'd be dead you'd be Jesus or Buddha and then you'd 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 go and that would be it (laughs) yeah I was just wondering, oh, there's so many rabbit holes we could go down Fingal, but we've only got about five minutes left. Damn it. Um, I was I was going to ask you, do you, uh, can you read yourself and do you read yourself as well as others or for yourself? Yeah, you've got. I've got the questions today. You've got the questions. I love
2: it. I love it. Um, I love it. It's so nice being in this moment because it really makes me think about because we often take our own practice and the way we do things. So for, not for granted, but we just kind of do them. Yeah. And don't, kind of, so it's really nice to take some time to kind of reflect on it. Um, yeah, so there's an or- order of difficulty. So the easiest person to read for, surprisingly, well, yeah, the easy, easiest person to read for is actually probably somebody you've already read for once okay only once so a kind of stranger that you've read for once. the reason that is is not because you kind of know stuff about them it's because the pressure of when a client comes back for the second time you think well at least i must have got something
0: yes right. yeah it must have landed with
2: them a bit so it takes the pressure off just mm-hmm. a little bit but it does come with its own issues because you think oh, god am i going to be able to what well, uh, am I going to get in my own way? Or am I just going to repeat what I said previously? Then it will be a complete stranger, somebody that just you don't know anything about. Because actually, I've, I'm sorry, I'm going to say a quick story. No, go for it. I used to um, offer readings at people's homes. So I would go over to their homes and, and read, and I had to stop. The reason being, I once went to this um, guy's house, very lovely guy, really nice man, and he had a card. On his, uh, like a greetings card on the um, his mantelpiece or, mm. or wherever. And it said, Dear John and Benny, I'm making these names up. Um, Dear John and Benny, I didn't read that. First. So sitting in the reading and I was kind of going OK. And then I said, um, Oh, is it mainly menu dates? And he kind of looked slightly about, but he was bigger. And he's like, No, 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 women. So I kind of gave the message. And then later found out Benny was his dog, but because I'd seen the message of dear John and Benny, I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, come on. It's just you so get in your own way. Totally, and this is again why I like to do it in a very kind of neutral setting. I have clients that purposely come in their kind of um, their slouch wear. Just they're kind of again, so they're not they're not giving too much weight. And I I like that. Mm. Again, it's just working with a blank canvas is always the easiest. So that's the kind of second. Then your third kind of easiest is um people that you've read for quite a few times. Because again, you start slightly worrying, uh, am I gonna be able to give any new insights? Is it gonna be anything kind of coming through? Then the fourth is kind of friends and family I have read from my mum a few times with quite amazing results actually Mm. um and my sister and then the hardest is yourself because Mm. you're always biased between oh the cards can't possibly mean that oh no my guys can't possibly mean that they mean this instead yeah it's a little bit the way I always say it's a bit like a barber cutting his own hair Mm -hmm. or a hairdresser cutting her own hair it's like it's it's kind of it's it's almost impossible to do however there have been a few times where I have literally placed my hands over my solar plexus just closed my eyes and tuned in and then received all of this imagery and these messages and these guidance that Mm. have really come true but it that's quite a rare place to get to because mm-hmm. again, you're the rational mind kind of jumps in and, and picks it apart. But I also love going to see other readers because I, I often think, oh, I really like how they do do that, or that's quite an interesting take mm-hmm. on it, or it's it's kind of market research, really. So, mm-hmm. it's, and it's also quite nice just to just sit back and relax and then tell you yeah. about me for an hour. Oh really.
0: yeah, all about you. <laughs> <laughs> So if the easiest person to read for is someone that you have already read for before, that's a kind of stranger and you haven't met many times, Mm. can I put you on the spot, the teeniest, tiniest bit? And (laughs) would you like just tell me something about my day or my future that's really great? (laughs) Or (laughs) does it not work like that? Am I being really mean? The
2: reason I'm going to say it doesn't Mm -hmm. is partly and I know this sounds a bit kind of but it's a bit like when people come in and they start asking me lots of questions about how I work all the work which I understand people's curiosity if yeah. a client comes in and they say oh how did, how did you get into this baby mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, your background and stuff, and I say, I'm very happy to answer that but let's do that at the end yeah the reason being is because when I'm chatting and thinking about things again the rational mind mm-hmm it's using very much that left side of the brain yeah. it's
1: mm-hmm.
2: using the logic it's using the rationale it's using the da, 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 da. however when we uh, so it, it's kind of like switching gears and doing that kind of it, it, yeah, you no, can't I get really it. do it at the flick mm. of a switch so to speak however
0: <laughs> Ooh, I like however said,
2: um, I know I've probably spent this this to you already um but they're showing me it's going to make so much it's going to be slightly obvious with you but i apologize
0: i'm, no, I'm sorry um, but they
2: keep showing me lots and lots and lots of pink with you and i think i said this to you probably you did
0: last
2: time. yeah but it is that kind of natural healer the compassion the mm. da, da, da. what they're showing me is um it's very funny i've got a coaster next door which is made out of um rose quartz and what they're showing this is going to sound quite ominous but it's not at all what they're showing me is this piece of rose quartz this beautiful piece of rose quartz with a kind of crack in it Mm -hmm. now the crack isn't anything kind of untoward nothing to kind of worry about but it's slight it's in oh okay good thank you
0: he's off (laughs) um
2: he's off um (laughs) They're showing me cement from these two uh, two parts, from the left side to the right side. And they're showing you kind of, it's almost like um, pointing or grouting between these two separate parts and it's about with the pink it's about your healing modalities it's not about you necessarily it's about what you do Mm -hmm. because again they keep showing me this coaster that i've got next door that's surrounded by gold so it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. and very lovely and all of those things but it's a little bit about you bringing together cementing two different aspects of yourself as one and these two aspects of yourself are around your healing modality Mm. so I feel at what at the moment you that yes thank you my guide is showing it to me as he's labeling one piece as number one the other piece as number two and it's about you joining these back up it's they're saying to me um you've been tempted or you have Previously, kind of broken these into two halves. You've cleaved them. You've you've made them separate. Quite necessarily, that's not a criticism. they're, They're not having to make any adjustment on that. But they're asking you to to kind of solder these two aspects of yourself back together. They're also showing me architecture. They're showing me the Three of Pentacles from the Tarot, which is. Um, there's a protagonist in it that's holding the architect- uh, um, architectural um, plans. There's something about your upstairs. I, I don't think you're upstairs at the moment, but there's something about upstairs either being renovated or shifted or changed in some way. I know, obviously, you've got the headphones and the, the microphone, but there's something about you doing that upstairs or there's, there's uh, something. Me about and Adam were
0: pa- literally just saying we want to move this podcast upstairs. <laughs> see go go to fingal guys there it is right there (laughs) oh thank you so much you know that's really good timing because adam has just come in with sunny who has been crying his eyes out i think that was a really perfect plug for you right there actually without you even having to talk about you know where people can find you and things like that but i am going to ask you to now plug yourself tell tell us where yeah. you know where we can find you your instagram your website what you've got coming up and we'll wrap it up there
2: so um you can find me on instagram at wellness foundry or you can visit the website which is wellnessfoundry.co.uk. um in terms of what's going coming up next year i'm actually running my introduction to the tarot course uh, from the 17th that's an eight-week course in the evenings tuesday evenings okay um, we've also got a retreat coming up in the first week of March, which is self-transformation through the five elements, which wow. be absolutely fabulous. That's our uh, spring retreat. Uh, and that's in Norfolk.
0: Yes. Sounds lovely. Oh, Fingal, thank you so much. I I could have chatted for hours, but I think that was a a really lovely place to finish. And I'll definitely be coming to you for another reading at some point. Please, a uh, bit of joy. Yes. And just to everyone listening, I have had a reading with Fingal before and he is absolutely wonderful. So do check him out if you feel so inclined. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll chat again soon. Honestly. Yes, bye, bye, bye.
1: Thanks for having me.